Hey you. Today, we're going to look a bit closer at our thoughts, at all the stories we tell ourselves. In a world of chaos and change, it's a natural impulse for us humans to seek security, order, and control. And one of the primary ways we do this is through our understanding, through our poetic imaginations, our storytelling. Without some conceptual understanding of things, we often live in a state of agitation, worry, and uncertainty. But as soon as we give it a story, or sometimes even just a name, much of our worry dissipates. We now have a box to contain it in. So, as we move through life, as we drift through the mystery and uncertainty of experience, we continue to create stories and bring to life concepts to anchor us in reality, to prevent us from drifting into the abyss of chaos. We tell stories about ourselves and our place in the world. We create stories about what matters to us, about what we like and don't like, stories about where we've been and where we're going, stories about who we were, who we are, and who we're becoming. And we start creating these stories early in childhood, inscribing most of them into our being reactively and unconsciously as we stumble through experience. So unless and until we begin to question them, question our basic assumptions about the world and our place in it, we get caught in these patterns. These inscriptions grow deeper and deeper. Our habits grow stronger and stronger. And so we continue to play out our same old stories, stories that stop us from reaching our full and undivided capacity, stories that limit our ability to live and love with an open and boundless heart, stories of self-blame and self-pity, stories of victimhood, of hatred, jealousy, and fear, stories that don't really help us or the ones we love. The good news, though, is that with a little practice, we can begin to reshape and uplift our thoughts. As we cultivate mindfulness, we can turn back into clay the dry and hardened tablet of our being, onto which all our stories have been inscribed. By practicing Vipassana, we can see our thought patterns more clearly as they arise, without becoming captured by them, without becoming identified with them. And this will naturally begin to soften those patterns that aren't born out of wisdom, that aren't born out of our direct, raw experience, that aren't born out of love and understanding. It will help us to see those thoughts that are rooted in ill will and self-concern so that we can have the opportunity to reframe them. In those moments, when we're mindful of our fractured, selfish, unhelpful thoughts, we can see them for what they are, passing waves of energy in the mind. We can remember that we are not apart from the rest of the world that we are not a part 
from experience. And so we can see the story in a new light, in a fuller light. We can hold and frame our thoughts from a place of love. We can frame them with goodwill and compassion. As I say to my kids, we can put on our love goggles so that we can look at our life, at our relationships, at our situation through the eyes of love. How would she tell the story? To love fully, to really embody our direct understanding of love, let's try to keep opening ourselves to our wholeness. Well, with this in mind, let's go ahead and take a moment to practice. So just open awareness to the body and body posture. Open to the body breathing. Open to sounds. Open to any emotions or mind states that are here. Curiosity, boredom, concentration, sleepiness, restlessness. And check the attitude in the mind toward these states. Is it closed and contracted? Or is it open and receptive? And now, experience whatever mood or emotion that's there as a changing pattern of energy. Just allow it to move and to flow freely. And now, open to the formless and awake space that's holding all of this. The space that contains all things, that knows all things, that is the substance of all things. And from this space, I invite you to open to and become interested in any thoughts that arise. Notice that thoughts, just like the breath, come and go all on their own. So just try to be there for them. Try to catch the thought the moment it appears. And at the same time, try not to lose sight of the greater space in which it and everything else is appearing.
And remember, if you get captured by a thought, no worries. Just note the thought, watch what happens to it, and then notice that boundless open space from which it arose and into which it will disappear. No any thoughts of judging. Thoughts of comparing. Thoughts of complaining. Thoughts of planning or remembering. Know any thoughts of anger, of hatred, of jealousy. And hold each of them in and from the space of love. See them as a part of that greater space which encompasses and embraces all things. That space which knows all things. That space which is all things. In the last minute of the session, just begin again. Anchor awareness to the breath and watch diligently for any thoughts that appear. And remember, if you get lost in a thought, there's no need to judge that moment. Judgment is just another thought. Simply note the thought, and as you observe it, Try to hold it from the all-encompassing space of love. Thank you for practicing. As you go about your day today and find that some emotion is getting the better of you, or maybe you find that you're having a strong reaction to something, try to take that opportunity as feedback. Pause 
Let your awareness get grounded in the body and in the breath. And then take a moment to reflect on whatever thought provoked this emotion or strong reaction in you. And see if there's an opportunity to reframe the thought. See if you can hold it from the direct experiential understanding you're gaining from your meditation practice. And I'll see you back here tomorrow.